it might make sense just to get some in case it catches on. Satoshi Nakamoto. Welcome to another exciting episode of What is Your Bitcoin Story, where we delve into the fascinating journey of individuals whose lives have been transformed by the world of Bitcoin. I'm your host, Gigi, and today we have a remarkable guest with us, none other but Ronan. Ronan's tale is a true testament to the transformative power of Bitcoin. Once a globetrotting backpacker exploring the beauty of South America, Southeast Asia, and Australia, he later found himself navigating the rough waters of COVID-19 pandemic as a salesman when his company hit a dead end. Frustration and the need for financial stability led him down the path that he never expected, the world of Bitcoin, where he not only found financial security, but also an unshakable passion. What's even more intriguing is that Ronan didn't stop at becoming a Bitcoin enthusiast. He went all in, embracing the title of a Bitcoin maximalist. He's not just a believer, he's a fervent advocate for this digital revolution. In addition to his personal journey, Ronan co-founded the first local meetup in Newcastle under Lim, connecting like-minded Bitcoin enthusiasts and helping spread the knowledge. He's also a contributing to Bitcoin spaces, particularly known for his involvement in the intriguing toxic happy hour. But that's not all. Ronan's journey takes yet another exciting turn. He recently embarked on his own interview show with the Genesis episode featuring none other than Prince Philip of Serbia. With more thrilling guests lined up, it's an interview show that promises to take Bitcoin discussions to new heights. And if you are ever, uh, if you ever come across some of the witty Bitcoin memes or engaging videos, there's a good chance Ronan might have been the creative mind behind them. So join us as we explore Ronan's incredible Bitcoin journey from the backpacker to Bitcoin maximalist and learn about the significant impact this innovative world has had on his life. Welcome to the show, Ronan. Glad to have you join us today. Gigi, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, as, as we always do and, and we kick off all the other episodes, um, let's kick it off with the big question. Um, what is your Bitcoin story, Ronan? So the Bitcoin story really would have to go back to 2008. And the reason being is my, my dad lost his job in the 2008 economic um, crisis. And I also lost my first full-time job. So I was aware that the, the system was broken. Um, but at the time, I had no solution. I was only 18. Um, so I, I come from, the, the place I come from, um, Stoke-on-Trent, it's one of the most, um, it, it's um, a former industrial um, city. It's uh, one of the most economically deprived areas in the UK. And to, to put it bluntly, there's not really much going on. It's very, very, very drab, very grey. Um, there's not exactly much um, optimism in the air. Mm. So I, I always had a bit of a free bird spirit. Uh, I'll never forget sort of standing outside of the, the shop that I was working at and, and, and looking up. It's all miserable and grey. And I thought there's got to be more to life than this. So the my, my then manager, who's now one of my very close friends, because we both ended up out of work at the same time, we decided to go off traveling. 
So uh, off we went to Thailand, Southeast Asia was the, the first destination, Malaysia, uh, a few other places. And obviously, I was, I knew what was going on in terms of there was a, a financial crisis, but I had no solution. So with me being so young, I just wanted to sort of experience the world. So it was a very hedonistic lifestyle. Mm. Um, I went to uh, different other places solo, went to South America solo, went to Australia solo uh, for months on end and just just had an absolutely incredible time uh, meeting incredible people, um, going to amazing places. But then fast forward, um, coming back to the UK and it was a bit of a, bit of a shock to the system you know you've you've, <laughs> you, you've kind of seen the the best of what the world's got to i mean i didn't have money it was all done on a shoestring but yeah. what i did have is youth adventure and just i wasn't bogged down by Good spirit yeah absolutely free bird free spirit mm. i wasn't bogged down by the kind of general drudgery of life and i was quite naive and and i think everyone should you know I, I hope everyone's fortunate enough to have that that kind of experience but fast forward to about the age of 25 i, I was working in retail I was working in a shop and I, I just thought this is you know this is not enough this is you know this is coming to a dead end so mm. but by chance got chatting um with someone and i ended up working in sales now, that was uh, quite the experience because it almost sort of harks back. I actually haven't seen this film, but I've seen clips of the film. I think it's called Boiler Room. <laughs> yes. it, you, you know, you, you're sort of trapped in a small office. I had to make 200 calls every day, outbound cold calls to small to medium business owners. Um, so, again, um, you didn't have... I wasn't focusing on anything outside of that world. It was, you know, you were constantly working away. Mm. Then met um, my amazing girlfriend and I'm sort of fast forwarding the story along, but we bought a house together. She was quite sort of um, financially savvy. She was like, Luke, let's get on the property market. And what happened then was, so life's going along smoothly. In comes the COVID pandemic. <laughs> Now, I'll, I'll sort of I'll, I'll cut the the story short. But what happened was there's a little bit more to it. But the the company I was working for at the time, well, what actually happened was a former colleague went on to another company, like a, a, a really good company. He phoned me up out the blue. I'll, I'll say Ronin. <laughs> he, he, he rang up. He said, Ronin, I've worked with you. You know, I know what you're about. I know what you can do. I want you on my team. I was like, yeah, great. He said, you know, th this is the pay, this is the commission, great hours. I said, yeah, I'm totally with you. Anyway, as things would have it, the week that I started at that company, the pandemic kicked off. All the other staff the, in the UK, they called it the furlough scheme where you got full pay and all this business and obviously mm -hmm. tied in with all the money printed. Anyway, the government set out deadlines and I didn't, because I'd only just started with the company, I didn't meet the date. Oh wow! And it was honest. It was absolutely devastating. So, to to not sort of to not to dwell on that, what happened was I ended up out of work in 
an unprecedented time. Everyone was either furloughed or they, they were locked in to their jobs. I was fortunate that we'd been free paying a holiday to Japan. So it was interest-free, we were paying it off, and we got a full refund. So I had a little chunk of money, and as things would happen, I bumped into uh, a guy at the gym, and I mentioned that I was out of work. And he said, oh, well, I'm a security guard. He said, um, we're, we're all still working. So cut a long story short, I became a security guard. Now, the interesting thing is I'd gone from being so busy in sales and only being able to focus on the job to all of a sudden, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about the security industry. I didn't know what the job entailed. So I ended up doing this job and it was, it was long shifts, 12 hour shifts, but there wasn't a great deal going on. So I had mm-hmm. a, lot of ta- a lot of time to myself and I had a lot of frustration over what I'd just been through. So my main gripe, my main issue was money in the financial system. So I remember, this is where Bitcoin comes in. So I remember one day just saying to myself, I was like, what is this Bitcoin thing? You know, I've heard, I've, you know, most people, it's effectively a household name, but not many people have a great understanding of, you know, what is Bitcoin? So I, w- I was really fortunate. I, I, I can't quite pinpoint the, 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 the exact video, if you will, but mm. I believe it will have been a Michael Saylor video. And, <laughs> and, and, and what happened was, I, well, effectively, I was orange-pilled, and it, it was quite dramatic, my sort of orange pill moment, because I almost couldn't sleep. Oh, say, let's say, for example, if you were to naturally wake up at 7 a.m., I, I, yeah. I was waking up at like 4.30, 5 a.m., racing downstairs and just consuming as much content as possible. Um, and I just immediately keep in mind, it's, do you know what? It's so funny. <laughs> on, on, if you look at when I started my Twitter account, um, I believe it was on the, the 2nd, of, 2nd of Feb. And if you mm-hmm. go back to just a couple of days um, prior to that date, Bitcoin was roughly in fiat terms, US dollars. It was it was roughly thirty thousand dollars, and it's funny we're kind of hurtling towards that price now. And what yeah. what a journey it's been in the meantime. But um, sorry, I slightly digress. Um, no, no. So, so, but the the immediate thing that hit me was I've got to acquire as as much of this thing as possible because, unbeknownst to myself. You know, 2021 was this raging bull market and it was a brand new thing to me. And I just thought it was normal. I thought thought in in fiat terms, there's things running away from me. And I was orange pill hard and I just went complete focus. I've got to get acquire as much of this. So I I was playing, you know, funny little financial games to sort of acquire as much as possible. And then what? What happened then is Bitcoin Twitter. Now, th- this is a, a whole subject in of itself, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I have shunned social media all my life. So originally, 
you know, going back, you know, whenever over a decade, I had Facebook like a lot of people. Yeah. And there was something about Facebook combined with all the travels that I'd done and meet, meet, um, met so many incredible people. I remember I used to find it quite depressing because you, you, you're at home, you, you're back in your hometown, you're doing a bit of a miserable job and you'd go on Facebook and you'd see all these people all over the world and there's just something... Sitting on the beach, sipping like, pina coladas. Literally, <laughs> you know, and obviously some of these people, you know, their backgrounds, they come from money, they're having an amazing time. Right. So I remember uh, quite distinctively, you know, one evening I just decided, no, you know, I'm not a fan of this Facebook thing. You know, it's either local people or it's amazing people on the other side of the world. I was like, I'm getting rid. So, so shun social media. In, Instagram, Instagram's never been for me. It seems to be, you know, Lamborghinis and <laughs> Rolex watches. I'm like, I, I, that's, that's just not me. So I've never yeah. been an Instagram guy. And I, I remember actually, it was a, a work colleague who mentioned twitter and you know they said oh you know i think you'd be quite funny on twitter again ignored it and, and what have you anyway f- finally um decided to use it use twitter to gain some bitcoin knowledge because i had no one to interact with at all like th- that's the funny thing about bitcoin as well like a lot of people have got interesting backstories where someone's approached them you know you've got the more famous stories like uh Russell Brand was yeah. apparently given, you know, X amount of Bitcoin by ten thousand by Max Kaiser, yeah. like yeah. a decade ago. <laughs> can you can you believe it? You know, so people have had these interesting stories where they've had someone effectively pull them to the side and say, "Look, there's this thing. It's going to be huge. Here's you know X amount." And I suppose that's a way they get their introduction. Whereas my introduction was just going. What what is this like organically just saying I've heard mm. thing. What what is this thing and, and going off? And obviously I'm fortunate that by the time I was looking into it, you've got so many incredible people that put their time and effort into putting out content and podcasts like yourself. So you can you can learn. Um I, well, I was gonna touch on the Breedlove Sales series, but I'll I'll just quickly stick to Twitter. Man, sure, sure. What what happened was I stumbled. I was really fortunate. So, in circa 2021, the uh, Spaces format was launched. Um, you know, similar to Clubhouse, you can join yeah. a room, you can talk, and I think that really changed the dynamic in terms of you're not just this faceless avatar. You know, you, 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 people don't know if you're a 13 year old kid, or <laughs> you know, no, no one knows. You Where put a voice to your account, correct. which uh, brings I, in a whole different dynamic. stigma and, 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 and dynamic. I totally yeah. agree. I, and I was quite fortunate that really I stumbled into, and this is quite a nostalgic time for me actually. So <laughs> I, I, I've never, I've never worked night shifts, right? And I, I still don't. But there was somehow there was a, a little bit of confusion and I ended up with a few night shifts and I just, it was a short term thing. So I went along with it. Well, because of the, the time differences and what have you with the US, Australia, I was stumbled into these effectively Bitcoin maximalist rooms, <laughs> which I now come to know as Toxic Happy Hour, which is hosted by two guys. 
um, the, the Twitter names, you've got Pubby, Publord, and Anders. And they're, ju- they're just two, two friends. They became friends through conversations about Bitcoin. Um, and they launched, obviously, the, the Spaces format just happened to launch at that time. So I think they originally started on YouTube and then they moved to Spaces. And they do Monday to Friday, uh, UK time, I believe it's 7 till nine o'clock so they do two hour spaces monday to friday they've had i mean they've got i mean countless different contributors you know they've had the you know all the the usual big names come in and what have you but i was really lucky to stumble um upon those because from the get-go they were pointing me in the right direction like look ignore all this crypto rubbish you know get your Bitcoin off the exchange, self-custody. Um, so that was, you know, a, a real learning curve and, you know, met people that, you know, demonstrated the Lightning Network to me. So I got this kind of immediate hands-on experience. And then, yeah, I mean, from there, I suppose that my Twitter, all, all I really wanted to do was talk about bitcoin and i saw people making sort of videos and what have you i'd always been interested in the uh, you know making videos but i'd never never bit the bullet never done anything but it was really bitcoin that truly made me say no come on let's wrap Mm -hmm. your head around this and and what have you and then yeah i mean it's just taken on a bit of a, a life of its own really i suppose it's quite a a niche world and I, I got invited to, um, you know, different uh, events and what have you. And again, I didn't really understand that. I never, never took social media seriously. Never took Twitter seriously. Um, you know, always having a laugh and a joke. Still to this day, you know. But there was a couple of times that were, I realised this thing is actually quite, uh, quite powerful, quite serious. When I went to mm. different events, and. I'm quite a, an introverted guy. I, I, I put it this way. I couldn't ever bring myself to introduce myself as Ronin. Like it's a, <laughs> the, um, an a, anonymous account in, in effect. And I'm just assuming, you know, no, you know, no one's going to know who I am or what have you. But I went, I went down to uh, P- Peter McCormack had an, ev- ev- had an event in Bedford. Before one of his games, before Will Bedford yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, correct. And I was fortunate. A, a guy, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit funny with mentioning people's names. I don't know if they'll want to be mentioned or not. But um, a, a guy reached out, a really fantastic guy. He's starting a Bitcoin-only payments company. And he reached out and he said, look, I've got a spare ticket. You know, do you want to come down? So I thought, yeah, why not? You know, just have to be off on that day and let's go down. Anyway, cut a long story short, I bumped into some people and they recognised my voice from <laughs> from Space and Toxic Happy Hour. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, th- this thing's real. Oh, oh I'll tell you what, um, um, I met Lawrence Laporte and I was speaking on Spaces to him um, a few days prior and he said he was going to be in Bedford. And he said, look, he said, when, when you... When, you, when we meet, make sure you say that you're Ronin, you know, I'm not going to know what you look like. So, <laughs> So he was in. He was in this. Um, he was in this bar, and 
there was a big circle of people and he was going around sort of shaking everyone's hand and he came to me and standard handshake and, and he said, um, and I said, oh, we're, I, I'm Ronin. And he was like, well, he gave me a great big hug. And I was like, whoa, this, this, this thing is, this very, is real. This is very powerful. And I think this is a, another thing, this digital, the, the, this is why I, I emphasize the, that I shunned social media for so long because in my naivety, I didn't understand the power and what was actually take this, this digital transformation that was this information age what was actually taking in place. Um, mm. And I think it was kind of that moment really was the first time I went, do you know what, actually, this is probably worth sort of taking seriously. And 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 then I suppose really the, the, the other time that that really hit home was going to um, Bitcoin Prague, which mm-hmm. Bit, Bitcoin Prague was actually the, the first larger conference that i'd ever attended and good choice by the way out of so many btc prague i hear it's like the ultimate orange orange pill event and, and uh, true, true orange believers oh yeah it's a true you know the, the, the yeah there's no no crypto it is you know purely, purely you know no no shit coins allowed yeah, yeah. so that that was a little bit of a, an interesting story because um you know prior to this conversation slightly talking offline um we we on before the conference there was a there was a night it was this uh Rocamoto thing where it was basically a load of bitcoiners were meeting up and they were doing music and what have you on stage and obviously i'm like super naive and i, I was really lucky that i met up with anders who's one of the the main hosts of toxic happy hour so I, I went to, the only person that I was going to meet in Prague was Anders. Obviously, we built up, um, you know, a friendship and what have you. thought, yeah, this will be great. Now, Anders is, I would say, I don't know if he would describe himself as this, but he's a very extroverted guy. He's, he lives mm. in LA. I think he's very much used to that kind of LA scene where, you know, you introduce yourself. And I'm like a bit introverted. I'm from this, <laughs> uh, you know, small town. And he really, it was very good of him because he was introducing, he was introducing me to people, um, you know, by, you know, my Twitter name, by Ronin. And that's when, completely by chance, I bumped into Prince Philip. We're in a bar. He walked over. Somehow we're introduced. And he was like, oh, Ronin, you know, again, gave me this great big hug. He was like, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, you know, living the dream, literally, like you feel like you're living in a dream, right? Like as if it's unreal, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to understand where I'm from. There's mm. so little going on, and it, you know, I'm working, and I still do this, by the way. I'm, you know, I'm working in security, and it's very, um, a very insular job. You know, yeah. Again, this is why I spend so much time on social media. You know, I said to myself. You know, if I'm doing a job where I've got a lot of time to myself, I don't want to just be sitting watching Netflix. I want to be constantly learning and educate. Like I want the time to be worthwhile, mm-hmm. um, and and that's why I've constantly, um, you know, effectively been been studying Bitcoin. But the 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 reason I dwell on 
you know, saying how surreal it is like a dream is because still coming to terms with the power of the, the digital communication um, and, and the, the, the power that it has, you know, you can be sitting in your, you know, your fiat job, you know, very insular, no one to sort of communicate about Bitcoin with. But in reality, if you change you know, change your frame of mind. It's such a powerful tool. And I, and I think, to be honest, a lot of people understand this and it's something that I took for granted for so long. And and now I have a completely different mindset and I, I, I do take it, um, you know, despite all the jokes and the memes and what have you, I do take it very seriously because it, the, the mm. digital really does transfer into the real life and you can meet incredible people um, and, you know, you never know what friends you know you're going to make and, and and what the um i suppose you know what opportunities can can be had there right. um so so yeah i mean that that's but but to 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 back up when when i first started the, the security uh job i would sit and this ties in with the the digital information i would sit and i would listen to the Sailor Breedlove series, which I believe mm, in. What is money? Yeah, sure. what, what <laughs> is money? You know, I think it's about 20 episodes long. Each one's, you know, sort of give or take about two hours. And I think that that dynamic, um, I, well, I found it fascinating how, again, talking about the information age, what I'm still in, in awe of is we're very fortunate that, say, someone like Michael Saylor. Now, a lot of people, they don't, well, I suppose, effectively, comes down to the Bitcoin ethos, like slay your heroes. But I'm quite a low-ego guy, and I don't mind saying, you know, I really admire certain people, and I admire a lot of people in the in the Bitcoin space. But just on this particular uh, situation, like the Saylor Breedlove series really fascinates me in the sense that, You've got this. It's almost like um, 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 watching a, a mentoring sort of process. Like you, you know, you've got if you like obviously Breedlove, smart, very smart guy, mm. um, intellectual, smart guy. But he's you know he's a young guy and he's having this conversation with almost like the if you want to put it in these terms, it's like the student and the master. And, yeah. And, and you you've got this digital age where you can bear witness to this conversation of, you know, two people that are, you know, extremely smart. Whereas if you go back prior to, you know, the, the internet, you, you know, mm. you'd have to be selecting certain books. It'd be quite time consuming. You'd have to be, you know, you'd have to really, um, trust other people and other sources, right? Go to the yeah. library or listen to the teacher. And this wasn't that long ago, right? This was some mere 23 years ago, right? We're talking a pre-2000s. Yeah, precisely. Um, so I'm still in awe, you know, that we can <laughs> have these experiences of, of, of you know, listening in. Um, and I think it would be very easy, you know, to sort of say, oh, you know, yeah, we get it. You know, it's the information age. But I, I think it's deeply profound that you can have the opportunity to listen to such um you know enlightening conversations yeah and, and, it, and it, it's 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 had a, a big a big impact on me 
which that's that's another uh, funny thing by the way um in in prague i had the uh, the opportunity to very briefly meet michael sailor and again <laughs> that was that was very interesting in this kind of uh the the digital like the the power of the the digital age so so he'd just done an incredible talk i think it was his first slideshow presentation that was absolutely fantastic and uh, anyway just by chance I'm, I'm sitting out in the kind of uh, lobby area and uh, yeah in, in comes michael sailor and i thought to myself i thought you know I, I can't Craig Jesus just walked in yeah yeah, yeah very, very much that vibe and I thought well I, I can't be you know I've got to be a bit cool I can't just run over to him like a you know like a, a fanboy sort of thing so I, I just thought I thought I'd sit back and just see what the situation is and uh, he spoke to one or two people and all of a sudden it kind of just you know he, he opened up and he was just there and I thought right I, you know I I'm gonna just go and say a quick hello now I was aware that there wouldn't be very much time obviously with this guy so i thought to myself like i mentioned prior i'm really not the guy that's going to introduce myself by my twitter name and i don't expect anyone to obviously recognize that name however you know there's there's one a couple of tweets that you know he liked and whatever and i thought to myself I'm only going to have, you know, a few, few minutes with this guy if I'm lucky. So I, I, yeah, I'm probably never going to have the opportunity to meet him again. So let's just go. So so it was funny. I, I went over. I thought, well, he's only going to recognise me, if at all, by, you know, by my picture on Twitter. So I went over and uh, he looked me dead in the eye, shook my hand. And instantly I thought, you know what? What a, what a brilliant guy in the sense that, He's meeting hundreds of people. Genuine. He, oh, genuine. He's just mm. done two, two talks, you know, one on the Friday, one on the Saturday. You know, he's got so much going on and he's still got the time to sort of give you that, you know, that moment of respect. Anyway, yeah. so I, I, I know it sounds a bit sounds a bit stupid, but I got my phone out and I said, look, I said, <laughs> I make I make quite a few videos about you. And I, I held my phone up and he looked and he he, he like double ticked and he went, he went, you're Ronin. And Good. I went, I went, I went, yeah, yeah. And he went, he went, I, I like your stuff, man. He was like, keep, keep wow. up. And I was like, again, no, that, that, that was the pinnacle of where. Did your knees get shaky? Well. It, <laughs> it was the height pounding out of your chest at that point. <laughs> well, do you know what? I mean, I actually, I, I, I said to myself, I thought, if I'm fortunate enough to sort of meet him and have a quick conversation, there's one or two things I wanted to say. And I wouldn't exactly say my knees went shaky, but one thing I will admit is I completely <laughs> forgot to say the things that I had planned. That you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just said, you know, I just did the pleasantries and what have you. However, the, the big point was, again, going back to this, going back to the importance of this kind of digital communication, mm. I was like, hang on a second. I'm sitting in one of the most economically deprived areas of the UK, but I can communicate you know, with, with all of these great minds, with all these great minds. So yeah, that's, that, that's why I'm kind of trying to embark on, you know, capitalizing on that and spreading the word of Bitcoin as much as I can, whether it's through, you know, making videos or uh, interviews or doing small little um, education videos. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that is my, 
mm-hmm. sort of sort of path at the moment. I I, I don't see. I mean, Bitcoin has. I've, I've always. I think I've always wanted something to really sink. I've always wanted something to dedicate myself to, sink mm. my teeth into, and I've I've never. There's never been anything that's really, you know, I, I haven't been. I haven't. A lot of people that might be their day to day work. They're fortunate that they enjoy the job and they can they can really uh, give the day to day job the role, or they've got a passion or a hobby. And and all my life, really, that there's nothing's really sort of nothing's given me that sort of full uh, satisfaction. That yeah, the satisfaction or the the outlet uh, mm. until discovering Bitcoin. And uh, I know it sounds, you know, uh, maybe a little bit over the top but i really think that bitcoin is something that it's not just a something you focus on for a year or a few years i really if you if you sort of uh, quote unquote get it hmm. I, it's something that i will no path back for life yeah, there's, there's, there's no path back i really think it's something that i will continue you know it sounds a bit sort of uh, hyperbolic but dedicate my life to hmm. and, and i'm also aware of you know, I'm also very much aware of my sort of place in this world. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not the, the the smartest guy. You know, I'm, you, you know, you've got the tech people, you've got the highly intellectual people. But what I can do is spread a message, whether if that's making videos and kind of sprucing them up with a bit of music, and if if that sort of makes the the message easier to go down so to speak that's what i that's what i you know that's what i enjoy doing. um so so yeah that, that's that's where we're at wow well well, well Ronan, i mean quite a quite a story right in in and if you look at the short time period right it's been what some two not even three years right since since all of this unraveled yeah. um and and it's it's fascinating how much stuff has happened to you and how much you've experienced and kind of your own self-sovereignty and enlightenment that happened in in a matter of less than thousand days which is if you look if you if you zoom out and look at the macro of things and the, the the lifetime of history like it's it's not even a bleep in 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 time right it's, it's nothing three years is nothing and how many things have changed and as you said dedicating and i truly share this with you um i don't think i'll ever stop my involvement and my passion and, and trying to help people to basically uncover the true power and significance of Bitcoin for the rest of my life. And, and this is something that will just keep on evolving. And, and if you look at, you know, Bitcoin as a whole, the history of it, I mean, the Genesis block was, 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 was mined less than 15 years ago and, and where mm-hmm. we've gone to so fast compared to this, you know, draconian and, and, and essentially cabal fiat system, which is the monetary system that the government's been pushing for centuries it's fascinating and and kind of you know I'm, I'm i'm sure you've seen the memes spending so much time on on bitcoin twitter but kind of the how how the current times we're living in are, are similar to biblical or even kind of roman times of like the roman empire collapsing in front of our eyes yet this time we have twitter where we can chat about it and, and share some funny memes and you know just kind of opt out of it um it's an incredible time and 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 the fact that things are changing so fast and we finally do have a way out of the system and, and something that we are truly passionate about and we love doing like as you said you know waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it you know 
not, not something that someone's pushing on you or synthetically trying to, you know, push forward. Like we see a lot with the kind of the, the shitcoin industry and all these cryptos, uh, which at the end of the day have, you know, they talk about use case and, and utility that there's no use case or any utility apart from speculative degens leveraging 50, 100 X and getting wiped out and then crying on, on Twitter. Uh, uh, right? Yeah, so, I, I can't, yeah, I can't stand it. It really, you know, frustrates me the whole, yeah, and then they, and then the, the the worst part is when they when they put you know Bitcoin to the same bank. They say, oh well, well Bitcoin just another crypto, you know. But there's a big big difference, and it takes. Well, in my case, it it took four years for me to to make the distinct separation between Bitcoin and alt. That it's 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 two different worlds. Even though yeah, they both rely on cryptographic technology. Even though I mean the alts, there's there's nothing really cryptographic. They're just centralized databases um, where where Bitcoin's the only truly pure distributed technology that we are all in control of. Uh, but going back to one thing that you said, kind of how, how Bitcoin changes you, and I'm, I'm sure you've come across this quote before, and this is one of my favorite quotes um, when we talk about Bitcoin, which is, you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. Absolutely. And, and, and when that happens, um, I fully agree with you. There, there is no turning back. There is no, oh, you know, it's just a fad. It's going to go away. The deeper you go down the rabbit hole, the more kind of, the more you unplug yourself from from this basically idiotic and as I, as I call it, this cabal system that we find ourselves of, of fiat money and and government surveillance and and government control, which at the moment the house of cards are collapsing and and we live in a truly truly chaotic world, and it's nice to have something that you can rely on and you know not just be sit down, be depressed and be bogged down and say, oh, why, why is everything so bad? But actually have, you know, something positive to look forward to every every single morning when we wake up. And well, I guess Bitcoin's this, our, our only hope. Uh, this this uh, topic is, yeah, this, this is very, very close to my heart because, you know, prior to Bitcoin, I do not mind saying that I was totally hopeless, mm. you know, in, in the sense that, lost in the world oh yeah i mean it let's let's go back to one thing very briefly i forgot to touch on is sure when when i mentioned about you know going off traveling and what have you i used yeah. to watch um you know documentaries about like the founding of the federal reserve you mm. know obviously going off you watch the zeitgeist yeah yeah that kind <laughs> of thing i'd watch that kind of thing and and, and obviously going off the, the the gold standard under nixon in 71 and what have you so i again i knew that the the system was broken and you know like you, you kind of try and think what could fix the system and logically you know you might think about gold but you know it's been around for x amount of thousand years and if it would have solved the problem it would have already solved the problem so i was just um totally hopeless and and i don't mind saying you know like in general i'm i am quite um i don't know whether it's a, a realist or a pessimist but you know i mean you could all sometimes you know i'm you could almost put me in the in the class of arthur arthur schopenhauer like i i really am quite sort of pessimistic but bitcoin i can truly say has totally changed my outlook because instead of focusing on all the doom and gloom, the politics and, and, and the collapse of the system, you, you sort of looking, it, you know, it gives you this, well, it gives you something to focus glimmer on. Glimmer of hope. It, the glimmer of hope, it gives you something to, something to focus on, contribute to, 
Um, it's a, it's a, a life raft, if you you know you want to use that term. Mm. So, and as well, I mean, the, there's an element of you know in terms of if you focus on what's going on in the world, it can be quite depressing. And, and I can honestly say that sometimes I, I was that. You know, I don't know how to sort of express it. I'll, I'll put it in another, in, in other words. With Bitcoin, it makes you hopeful for the future. Like you actually want to yeah. go on. You want to live out as many halvings as possible. You want to see the innovation. You want to sort of meet people. Um, so that, re- you know, yeah, uh, you know, Bitcoin absolutely does change you. And and, and obviously on the, the deeper level, I heard someone saying, um, I think it was, uh, a, a guy called Sean Harris. He was talking about fiat money because it's been sort of debased so quickly. It, it kind of lends itself to people living a. They want to get the they, they want the 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 ethos is kind of this get rich quick. They want quick yeah. money. They want to spend quick money. They want to live fast. Whereas under you know a true hard money base layer you would be able to work and your economic energy would be held in this conservative system. Mm. And I think it would completely change the, the, you know, the, 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 you know, day-to-day philosophy of a lot of people. And and this is what, um, it's quite funny with, with Bitcoin. Sometimes the, the Bitcoin fixes this, you know that that quote. <laughs> some people, I think, they find it quite frustrating because yeah. we can be talking about, um, you know, quite serious situations, and someone says Bitcoin fixes this, and you can almost tell that people are like, you know, what are you talking about? It, because it's the I think the the Bitcoin mindset. It's, it's a very first principle going down to the next layer and working your way up, um, and I think. A lot of people, you know, they're not quite seeing it from that angle, so they find it quite frustrating. But um, no, I, I, I truly think that. Well, my my controversial opinion, and I don't <laughs> think many many people like the framing of this. But my, I'm quite fascinated by almost like the the predator prey aspect of not really having a choice. So a lot of people, obviously, um, and I am on board with this, the the like the kind of um, the orange revolution and it's all kind of like happy clappy stuff. But th- there's an element of me that there's almost a side to it where in a way people won't like this, but I think that you've got really no choice but to adopt Bitcoin. Yeah. And I think you actually touched on it earlier. You said, I think you mentioned like a, a, a bit you said about Rome and you said something about a biblical reference. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm not a religious guy, but like a simple kind of analogy, you know, when Noah is building the ark, <laughs> it, you, you, you had, technically you had a choice. You know, to get you on. Yeah. You, 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 it seems like you've got the choice. Like, you know, do I get on the ark with this crazy guy or <laughs> not? But, when you don't have a choice is when the flood comes. Mm. And that's where I feel like we're at with Bitcoin. It's like you see, you, it feels like you've got a choice and the people that are telling you to get on board, sometimes you might think they're a bit crazy and you might laugh at them. But I do think there will be a time, and it could be not in the, you know, the too distant future, 
that you may not have a choice. And I know that sounds, I don't think people would like that framing because it sounds a bit sort of sinister in a way, but... Well, it's a free world, free, free speech, right? So we, well, we, we can that, share what we want. That, that, well, <laughs> this is it. I mean, everyone, it, it's just where my interests and where my mind sort of takes me. Like, for example, you know, I, I mean, it's not something that I focus on, but like over the years, I found it quite interesting watching um document like prison documentaries and, and mm. the, the reason being is because it's like um a psychological analysis if you will of human beings in a certain environment now i know it's a particular kind of person by the nature of prison but and again slightly dark but the the a lot of the time you watch these documentaries and there's a reoccurring theme and one of the reoccurring reoccurring themes is you have to decide whether you're going to be a predator or prey yeah. there's a lot of people that probably want to stand in the middle and say oh no you know I, you know i'll just stand on the sidelines what i'm fascinated in fascinated with is having no choice you know mm. you've got to choose one or the other and i think flight or flight yeah 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 and i think that's like the the bitcoin is like this apex predator <laughs> and you've got fiat which is um it, cancer well it, it, it's cancer it's prey and 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 you know which one are you ultimately going to side with it's yeah it's just fascinating <laughs> it's 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 an interesting point you bring up ronan because i i like to think of myself as as a pretty philosophical individual and and some time ago um even though i'm young i'm, I'm only 30 years young as i like to call it uh, yep. But about five, six years ago, I, I came to this realization that everything around us, this this whole universe that we find ourselves in and world that we live in every day, it, it's very binary. It's all yes or no, black or white, zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. I can be right now here recording this fascinating episode with you, Ronan, or I can be spending time with my family. I can't do both things. And the same thing is, as you're saying here is, you know, not having a choice is actually maybe the best thing that could be in your place and hopefully you do the right choice. Um, referencing back to, to the Noah's Ark, which, which I like the, the reference you've given there and, and maybe something to add about Michael Sater, as, as he likes to say, everybody gets Bitcoin um, at the price they deserve, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to sound like, how do I put it? Um, not cocky, but like aggressive on it. I mean, I would prefer everybody get some Bitcoin today, but as much as I try to basically shed light and, and orange pill them, a lot of people are just denying because they're comfortable with the paychecks they, they get every month. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're waiting for something extreme to happen to then be like, aha, maybe, uh, maybe Gigi was right. Maybe I should have stacked some sats, you know, and, and it all takes time. But at the end of the day, I mean, with all the good that you know all of us are doing in the community such as yourself and, and everybody else and, and myself included i think sooner or later people will see the light and, and people will come on the boat and you know we, we will sail out because uh, the way things are going i mean even the biggest de facto and, and kind of the biggest thing that angers me is these useless and, and not even useless but but kind of sad wars that are happening that have been happening for over hundreds of years which are documented and not documented because there's been wars happening in Africa and Southeast Asia and, and Latin America. Oof, like crazy amounts of numbers since World War II and nobody was reporting about it. You know, it's only 
these big proxy wars that are getting all the headlines and, and they're getting people even on Twitter that we, we, we talked about. To be honest, for the last week or so, running to, to be totally honest with you, mate, I'm, I'm trying to stay off Twitter because everything I'm seeing is just pure propaganda, pure hate and, and inside it. It hurts to see that people, instead of helping each other growing and, you know, trying to basically find a way out, they're just fighting more and more and more. And, and, and this kind of fiat system, which I don't know if you had the chance yet, but I would definitely recommend to all the listeners to, to go ahead and, and get Jimmy Song's new book called Fiat Ruins Everything. Um, actually, just this morning, I finished the book. I finished the, the, the conclusion chapter. And wow, what, what a book it is. And, and, you know, to all the people that say, you know, kind of Bitcoin, what's the point of it? You know, it, it's just a speculative, you know, instrument that's, that's here today, gone tomorrow. Well, I've got my latest book to, to basically to, to get them to read and, and really see that the actual biggest problem is fiat, which ruins everything and including wars. Um, I mean, the only reason we have all these illogical and, 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 and horrific wars is all for, for money making. And, and these people that sort of say the elites that, that ruled over the world for the last centuries, which are slowly losing grip um, of control and, and, and thankfully so. Um, they're really pushing it to the max to basically squeeze out the last dollar that they can get. Because once we enter the Bitcoin standard, uh, war is basically going to be, it, it's not going to be possible well, to have wars. It make it unaffordable, correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, two things. I, I was listening to your interview with Jimmy Song prior to, um, mm. you know, speaking with you. So I enjoyed, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> that. And um, I will definitely be uh, getting a copy of that book it was quite interesting listening to uh, the process of him writing that book yeah um, that was uh, really good that you touched on that and then to to touch on the 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 war situation i think all i'll say is and again this is where when people say bitcoin fixes this and they get frustrated because mm -hmm. they're running high at the end of the day if I'm not mistaken, one of the main reasons for coming off the gold standard was the Vietnam War. Yeah. And the reason being is because effectively they couldn't afford the, uh, the, the Vietnam War. So mm -hmm. they had to transfer to fiat. So, I mean, there really, in effect, is your proof that under a Bitcoin standard, wars would be, um, you know, avoided. I mean, they'd be unaffordable, un literally. Unaffordable. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, and going back to what you were saying about the, the, the recent events, that's what was quite interesting. Um, I, what really resonated with me is, um, so Michael Saylor, he's got his, uh, he's got his 10, 10 rules, his advice. And, I don't know if you you know the back. I, I heard them. I, it was on Peter McCormack's episode that that, that I, I don't ask me to list them, but I, I did hear them. <laughs> yeah, well, it, what's in what's interesting is the the background story to that, if I'm not mistaken, is he was at um, an event and um, another successful guy came over to him and he's and he's got a son and he just ah, put, yeah. and, and he put him on the spot and he just said, "Look." Um, Give him the ten lessons. Can you can you give can you give me some advice that I'm I'm giving to my son? And he and he apparently was thinking, oh yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll gather my thoughts. And he just shoved a pen, you know, to him, and he was kind of on the spot. 
And <laughs> I know a lot of people already know them, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna read through them and yeah, I'll, yeah, go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll I'll go back. So number one, focus your energy. Number two, guard your time. Number three, train your mind. Number four, train your body. Number five, think for yourself. Number six, curate your friends. Number seven, create your environment. Number eight, keep your promises. Number nine, stay cheerful and constructive. And the last, number 10, upgrade the world. Now, number one, being focus your energy, right? And I'm guilty of not doing this, right? Mm. So when all this situation, um, the, the, the recent conflict um, kicked off, and you could see there was like really heightened emotion. Mm. I, I didn't, I stepped back. Yeah. See, this is like one of the people, people talk about stoicism quite a lot and, and what have you, but this is where the kind of focus your energy and the stoicism came in for me and everyone was talking about it. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to step back from this. I can't say anything that's constructive but what I can mm. do is focus on Bitcoin, and yeah. um, and and that's what I did. I like I doubled down, and, and I you know I made a video, and I was doing different bits and pieces. So go, going back to the the ten lessons that that in that moment that really sort of rang true with me, and and this is what again I find fascinating about the the digital ages. I think a lot of people really, especially um, you know young men. Really, you want, I think mentors are important and, you know, not everyone's fortunate enough to be in the situation to have a mentor. However, mm-hmm. in this digital age, you've got people out there that you, you know, you can, like prior to the digital age, you couldn't get that advice from a successful person. So it really rang true with me when all the commotion was going on. And I was just like, Luke, take a step back focus and do what you can do and what i can do is focus on bitcoin and putting that message out um but yeah no it's uh, yeah i share your despair for the the fiat world and the wars that it brings and the the uncertainty um and the general i mean enslavement of 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 innocent people right everybody you know doing their hard if they're lucky if they have one nine to five job right like like myself i find myself essentially doing two if not three different jobs at the same time to to provide you know for my family in the future and of course stack as many sets as i can you know i'm, I'm doing my deed uh to 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 preserve you know my my, my family's future um that, that's what i was just going to say quickly Gigi, about um the the arc uh, analogy the the reason i know that you know i genuinely the, the, look at the people that you orange pearl and for me mm. personally the people that i've gone after with as as much um influence as i can is the people closest to me so it's my parents my girlfriend you know my brother like i want them on the arc so like for example if, if this you know like all the the crypto rubbish and, and shit coins whatever I, I mean, obviously, I'm Bitcoin maximalist, Bitcoin only, but I couldn't, with any kind of clear conscience, push something like that onto anyone because I would know 
that deep down it's like a pump and dump, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Bitcoin, I'm going to the, 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 the people I care about the most in the world and I'm like, look, you know, please at least, you know, get X amount, you know, yeah. as a, um, you know, an insurance policy, if you will, or obviously the analogy, it's almost like this, this arc to safety if, you know, what we sort of think is going to transpire over the coming years. I think what, what concerns me is how fast it can transpire when it does. You know, it might not be for five years, ten years. I mean, it could be... It, Even for longer. All, uh, for, yeah, for all we know. It could be in three months' time. It could be in 20 years' time. We don't know. But I do. what I do know, in effect, is when it does happen, it'll happen quick. And you kind of better be on the arc. You know, you, you want you, you want your place on the arc reserved. You don't want to be kind of uh, meandering. I want to get a ticket, please. Where, where can I get the ticket? And then the line is is never ending to get the ticket. Well, yeah, you know that that's a, another analogy that um, it doesn't really seem to go down very well with people. But I'm endlessly fascinated by this this uh, this analogy. So my my brother, lifelong, has been obsessed with the 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 Titanic, like the, he, I can't tell you, you know, he knows everything about it and really he's fascinated. Now, if someone, if someone says to you, right, you, you're in the Atlantic, everything's going perfectly well, you're off to New York and someone says, how much are you going to pay for a life, uh, a lifeboat, a place on the lifeboat? Well, you're probably not going to pay very much because everything's going well, everything's going fine. But the second the ship is sinking, how much is that lifeboat worth? All of a sudden, it becomes invaluable. You know, you can't sort of affect, you, you can't price it, which mm. that, that harks me back. Uh, I've just, I've never really sort of thought of this before, but there's a scene in the film where I think a guy tries to pay to get on a life uh, ship and he pulls out this big wad of money. It, well, I think he tries to buy his place on a lifeboat. And I think one of the, the, the guys kind of just throws it away. And it's like, this paper money, it's like, it's worthless in this circumstance. And I really, I genuinely believe this. When the time comes, you know, the fiat money, the US dollar, the euro, the great British pound, what, it's going to be worthless. Like, right. you're not, someone's going to say, oh, uh, yeah, but can I buy some of that Bitcoin? Like, what, with, no, like, what with? Like, you know, I'm not going to accept, like, some, you know, inflationary dollars for this kind of pristine for the hottest money that's ever been invented and ever will be (laughs) exactly so i yeah i mean it's just fascinating (laughs) amazing well uh, let's bring another topic so uh, which which i'm really curious to hear and 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 kind of hear your opinion on it because i mean twitter which which we talk quite extensively on, on on this recording um a lot has changed since Elon, Daddy Elon, took over, and yeah. and you know he kind of tried to get rid of the bots and clear it up, and then brought in the you know the the paid blue tick, and you know the way things are going. I mean, there, there's pros and cons. Um, I'm hearing rumors that they really want to kind of make you know KYC everyone if if you really want to interact, you know, have the full access to it, which. I'm a very anti KYC guy. Like yeah. the Bitcoin that I buy on exchanges is all non KYC. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I really value my privacy because it's it's not that you know I'm a criminal. I, I I don't want people to find out. It's just it's my personal information and and all these companies storing you know my address, my ID numbers, my pictures. I don't trust them because. 
they get hacked on daily basis and and you know it's just my choice of, of not choosing so with the way things are becoming so to say more centralized on on twitter which is unfortunate that kind of in a way pushes me more to to start using Noster. and and i yeah. wanted to ask you kind of do you use Noster? what's your stance on it and kind of how do you see the future in, on, on that aspect so i i've got a Noster account now the client that i use is damas mm-hmm. and what's well i've got it choose my words <laughs> what what i'm um the the client is for it is a bit clunky and it is I, I like upload obviously a lot of my content is is videos and pictures and what have you mm. whatever reason and this is obviously I, I totally blame myself is it won't let me upload videos now i'm sure there's going to be people out there that would say oh all you need to do is this and and rectify the situation but i can't um yeah i can't figure it out so for now i'm not really over there as much as i should be um mm-hmm. so I, I yeah i'm like you know unfortunately mr twitter even though the decentral obviously Noster, i am totally absolutely love on the it. ship of that one oh like it's to me if censorship ah, resistant which is huge because oh, even twitter is like depending on where you live in the world you know you can just be deplatformed in an instant it's incredible you know you've got your mpub you know you've got the different yeah. uh, relays different clients and you know as long as you've got your private key you know bump you can fire up you can't be censored you got the yeah. communication i think it's incredible i think where it will be going and what have you and i just say you know to the to the to the people the the pioneers that are doing it i mean i think it was uh, they had a bit of an event back in Costa Rica. I think it was it called. Ah, uh, yeah, Costa uh, Rica. Costa Rica. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, I, I just really take my hat off to people that, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I say, I, this is. I am always, um, you know, in awe of these people who are really doing the work, and and this is where I feel a bit in, in, inadequate, effectively, because you know you don't really feel like you're contributing. Um, so I think, like you say, that's where. Um, just putting out the message, um, you know, of, you know, spreading the word when you bump into people, and, and that's even, you know, going, you know, going back to Bitcoin. Every time I bump into someone, you know, if they if they show even the slightest hint of interest, I'm setting them setting them up with a hot wallet. My little current thing at the moment, you know, set them up on Phoenix, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, not well uh, non-custodial and then set them up with wallet of satoshi and encourage them to like sort of send transactions between each other but yeah going back to uh, nostr i just think it's incredible and i just look forward to um you know look forward to more people joining and and, and seeing it take off but the, the the situation with elon and and twitter or x as it's now known. The app of everything. The, the app of everything. <laughs> I, I must say, I just, I really struggle to form an opinion on the guy. I really, I really, really do. You know, I've had like little, I've had times where I've thought to myself, is is he secretly a bit of a Bitcoin maximalist? 
And he's just and he's pretending to do this do- Dogecoin stuff just to kind of distract people. <laughs> well, he's he's obviously got a very unique and very quirky personality, and I, mm. I think some of the I I don't you know it's not like I study the guy. I'm not one of these people that watches interviews. I just see like little bits of clips and you know what most people see. But he's definitely got an unusual very unusual personality type he obviously doesn't like being told what to do yeah. if someone's too serious he always starts cracking jokes and I, <laughs> and, I, and I think that's where bit like myself included bitcoin maximalists like we're very kind of very very serious because we understand um you know the 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 consequences if you will for lack of a better word like the 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 seriousness of the situation mm-hmm. um, and I, I think he kind of, I don't know, he just seems to uh, start joking about Dogecoin because th- there was one time where I think it was Jack Dorsey, Kathy Wood, and someone else, and they were all having a conversation together. And you could see the seriousness. I mean, obviously, with Jack and like Kathy Wood, and he just kind of, he, he was even wearing a t shirt. I mean, this is going <laughs> wild, but he was even wearing a t shirt. It's like it starts with the caveman and then it ends up with Bitcoin. So he, I, I do genuinely think, um, you know, he, he does see the merit of it. I just don't think he likes it. He's either just doesn't like the serious aspect or he's doing something in the background. It's like with the FASB accounting. Sometimes I wonder when. When Tesla went all in on Bitcoin, obviously mm. what, so, something's gone on behind the scenes because, you know, Sailor put the kind of, you know, the tweet out, you know, or if, if Tesla put X amount on the, the balance sheet and Elon replied. Let's Elon, do it. It, it. Well, he replied, is a purchase of that size possible? Mm. So they've obviously met up in the background, is my understanding. And then it's gone on the balance sheet of SpaceX, Tesla, etc. But then something like the regulators came knocking saying elon uh, toned down this uh orange pill promotion yeah precisely i mean <laughs> like, i think also what happened like yeah i mean like kathy woods take again someone that i don't know a great deal about but i just see a little bit she mm. thinks that she thinks that you know larry fink one of the largest shareholders in tesla <laughs> got on the phone and he was pushing all this esg narrative at the time and something's gone on in the background and um, obviously, they stopped accepting it for purchasing uh, purchases. And I think initially they sold ten percent, and he said it was to prove that it's a liquid asset. The, that you yeah, 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 prove liquidity. Ramp. <laughs> and then I think earnings came out, and it was. But but I think the reason that the it would appear that it's the accounting that's getting in the way. So yeah. I think when this. Fasby accounting comes into change, which seems to be. I feel like a lot of people seem to be sleeping on this because they think that it's they think that it's happening in. Oh, my mind's running blank, but I think they think that it's happening in something like 2025, so people switch off. But my understanding is, it actually comes into effect in um, December. Mm. So you you have the option um, to use that accounting in december so yeah very uh very interesting but i think i think ultimately just to kind of uh, go back to the original question um i think he i think i think maybe his heart's in the right place like i find it interesting that the people that he kind of 
the people that he kind of follows on on Twitter and you know who he kind of gives a little nods to. He, he's obviously, um, you know, he understands that we're in um, dire sort of times. But my, mm. my my big question is, you know, what's he doing? What is he do? What's he doing Bitcoin wise? Is there like you know, you know, like for example, I mean, with the Twitter. Twitter bots and what have you. He's introduced, you know, the the paid blue check, and he's on about now charging, um, you know, what is it, a dollar every twelve months? Mm-hmm. I, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of the, you know, the the Lightning Network and having a, you know, an orange check and a, a small deposit. You know, why I don't know why he doesn't implement that. Um, or, or if that's being planned in the background, what's your what's your take? Ah, big question. Um, look, I I I also lean with you. I, I think he's to a certain extent. You know what I'd like to think Elon is. He's he's a closet Bitcoin maxi, right? Yeah. So deep deep down, I think he truly believes in and sees sees kind of the, the possibilities that we have with Bitcoin. But I think it's just him arguably being currently one of the richest individuals in the world he also needs to be very careful with what he does and and kind of the decisions he makes plus he's not a standalone decision man right he's got like a whole team of people advising him and telling him what to do and how to do it and i think it's just a little bit bitcoin's a little bit too controversial for for the legacy markets to just be adopted and, and say you know we'll, we'll go the full orange route but i think sooner or later bitcoin will come into play but my personal kind of um well my belief to a certain extent, and I, I can't prove it if it's if it's uh, true or false, but I would like to think all these Starlinks, um, these satellites that are that that are basically circulating our Earth, which is I think at this point in time um, of recording of this episode, I think there's somewhere in the range of ten to fifteen thousand satellites being roaming around the, basically around planet Earth, mm-hmm. uh, projecting internet. What if Ronin, each one of these Starlinks, has a Bitcoin node inside of it? That would be pretty fascinating, right? And then imagine, you know, the governments or groups want to basically suppress the Bitcoin operations and, you know, they crack down on the miners and they get rid of, you know, most node operators. But then what happens to those in space? So I don't know. I I recently had a conversation with someone that told me this and I've been thinking more and more about it. So maybe that's something that Elon is working on. This this is what I find interesting because everyone's, geared up different in their sort of time preference and in in the the planning of their goals and i do i do often wonder you know i you know they give it the term like 4d chess is there <laughs> some are we are we overthinking or is there genuinely a bit of a 4d chess um game in play where he may be doing something like that in the background which gives because you know it's it's natural to want everything now 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 and you know effectively you know great thinkers tend to be you know planning you know x amount of years ahead no pun intended yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really I, i would I mean, it'd be fantastic, you know, if, if that's the kind of thing that's going on in the background. And one thing I will say, and and I mean, this sounds a little bit like gossip, but the, the, there's no secret that obviously 
Michael Saylor has been to, you know, go to effectively, you know, do presentations and what have you for SpaceX and different things. And there was one, there was one interview and I can't remember who it was with, but this, this guy was interviewing Michael Saylor and he asked him about Elon Musk and he said, do you, do you speak to him often? And he went, he went sometimes. And then you saw like a, a, a clip in the in the footage as if something had been edited out now mm. i'm really fascinated to know what was kind of like as sailor just said luke you know can we just leave that you know bit out, leave it out. Yeah. you know it, it might have been something it might have been something non-interesting it might have been something that he said look can i leave that out for a particular reason i know it sounds a bit gossipy and conspiratorial but it re i i, I just really picked up on that one part because usually mm. watch the interviews from what i can sort of tell they don't tend to be sort of edited per se it seems to be like a free-flowing conversation with no no um you know uh, crops or whatever you want to call it but in that only on when elon was brought up did you see there was a some form of editing took place <laughs> there. yeah add, adds to the mystery it does it does well i mean to kind of c- conclude on, on Elon talk, I mean, he's he's a fascinating individual to to say to an extent. Even when I was younger, I, I was I was even thinking he might not even be from this planet. He's an extraterrestrial that came from a, a galaxy far, far away to basically help us plebs <laughs> get uh, sorry for my French get our shit together because you know was he what he's done with with PayPal and then his exit of 180 million and it it's been well over 22 years ago and then sinking. Uh, you know, all of his money and essentially living on a couch, sinking it all into his next projects, which 100 million went to SpaceX, 50 million went into Tesla, and 30 million went into Solar City. Um, and today, I mean, you know, forget even Twitter, but I mean, like the stuff he's doing with like the boring company, which most people have no idea where he's, you know, basically digging these tunnels underneath LA and, and basically doing these vacuum, basically a new way of, of transporting underground and then. Of course, the SpaceX stuff and, and Neuralink, I mean, you know, drilling holes into people's skulls and like putting a microchip in, in, in their brain. It's And this is all one individual, right? Pulling all these things and what SpaceX has done and Tesla, I mean, in, in a mere 20 years, like we said with Bitcoin, it's been hardly any time the same can apply to SpaceX, which is today facilitating and has contracts with NASA where, where they're doing weekly you know, launches up to the to the International Space Station. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. And then let's not even talk about his his plan for Mars and <laughs> taking our civilization to Mars. I mean, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Like, I, I, on you know, when you put it in that context, I mean, he is undoubtedly an absolutely, you know, fascinating character. And I mean, and, and slightly yeah. that kind of off topic, you know, it's interesting, you know, like his dad's background and... Yeah. You know, like I've watched a few, you know, interviews with the, with his dad, and you know, it's it's yeah, you can kind of see. Obviously, his dad was an engineer, and he's got a bit of a you know influence. <laughs> yeah, and he's a bit controversial in his own way, and it's fascinating to to see it all come together. But you know, one thing that you know, talking about for for, for what you've just said, then, and and it's at all relevant, and it's also true. Little snippet of the guy um, 
giving him a little bit of advice. I, I, I can't put it into terms because I'm not an engineering guy. I don't know the, the technical terms, but there's a little clip of a guy recommending a change on one of the rockets. And mm. you see, Elon just, have you seen the clip? And Elon no, no. And, oh yeah, honestly, it's a brilliant little clip. They're at uh, uh, one of the launches, um, so like SpaceX, and a guy says, oh, um, you know, you, you've got, um, why don't you do the same on this rocket as that particular bit? I think that would be quite good. And Elon looks at him and he's like, and he says, that's a good idea. And he goes on to implement it. You'll have to wow. have a look at the clip. The point is, he listens. As, yeah, yeah. As inc- in- incredible as his own mind is, you know, there's the still elements where other people can come in and, and say, oh, what about this idea? And um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I just hope that that's kind of the same with, with Bitcoin. And I, I think it is. I think, obviously, I think, you know, sailors come in in the background. Obviously, he must have, uh, have, um, you know, uh, with Jack Dorsey, you know, obviously mm. with a situation with the handover, obviously he must, you know, he knows how serious he is uh, about Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, hopeful for the future. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll get a nice surprise. He seems well, a good guy. Well, he, 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 he didn't keep it a secret. I mean, he, he does have his own stash of satoshis. So, so that's that's that means he's he's got something right. So, so yeah, I yeah. think yeah, we're we're well, hopeful, yeah. but. Let's well, see that, what that's happens. A, that, that's a good point, Gigi. Uh, you know, <laughs> everyone's a bit kind of, you know, is he, isn't he? At the end yeah. of the day, it's on the, the balance sheet for Tesla, SpaceX, I think. And you know, personally, which is I which is the most important. Personally. Yeah, so it, it's it's good to see. <laughs> well, um, Roland, um, I, I mean, we, we, we could we could go in here for, for, for hours, <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I want to kind of... Um, concluded at this point um definitely we would love to have you back in the future and as we said you know it's it's only been two three years right since since you really got into the space and and it's been only a couple of months since i launched the podcast and and i would love to have you back um definitely next year after the halving and after things and all this etf sagas and everything else that we're going around and probably uh, a handful of, of of big exchanges going down under uh who knows what we'll hold for 2024, but we'd love to have you back. But before I let you go, I'd, I'd love to ask you the question, like I always do to to all of our guests, is what is one piece of advice, Ronan, that you would give to essentially no coiners, people that are listening to this podcast but are still yet to pull the trigger and scoop their first bag of Satoshis? What would you advise my, them? My realistic advice would be buy Bitcoin and send it off the exchange just to a hot wallet obviously Mm. in the grand scheme of things into self-custody but the reason i say a hot wallet with a small amount is just to get that experience of writing down your own keys and understanding that in that moment you know once you've taken that step you know you're the only person on the planet who controls that bitcoin and i think sending small transactions you know even if it's between yourself and a friend, just getting a feel for it because that will make the the journey to self-custody a lot easier. And once you've got that confidence, then obviously you can get into the the bigger amounts and and that's where it becomes, you know, you're truly taking, you know, self-sovereignty. That's when you're never turning back. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're never turning back. You're out of the fiat system and, you know, you're on the encrypted arc of energy to the 
the land of freedom. But Amazing. Uh, Gigi, thanks so much for having me on. Really Pleasure. looking forward to the, the, I know you've got some amazing guests coming on and it's just been a, an, an honor to, to come on. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ronan, once again. And yeah, as I mentioned, we'd love to have you back. And thanks a lot for taking the time to, to jump on the show. And we look forward to having you back. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Thanks, Gigi.